1: In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God rather than this world our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes, so keep pen and paper handy.
2: Thank you for worship and songs and prayers and so forth. And help me to preach under the power and anointing of the Spirit for this appointed time. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. We're going to continue our series that we commenced on the first Sunday in this month and is entitled, How to Make the Most of Your New Year. How many of you want to have the best year ever? Let me see your hand. You just really want to see God do something wonderful and above what you can ask or think. Well, we want to preach on how to make the most of your new year. And uh, we're going to take up where we left off the last time. If you'd be so kind enough, turn with us to Proverbs chapter 29. Verse 18, if you have your Bibles, uh, please turn there. And two scriptures, Proverbs 29, 18, and then Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Jeremiah 29, 11. Starting with Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And then if you would turn over to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, you'll see another scripture that connects with the one I just read, Jeremiah 29, chapter 29, verse 11. And it says, for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future how to make the most of your new year well the Bible says in Proverbs twenty-nine, eighteen, where there is no vision In other words, revelation from God, divine revelation, where God is speaking to his people. If there's no divine revelation in your life, if God is not guiding your life through the word of God, the people perish. Because the word of God is the book of life. And without the book of life, you do not have life apart from salvation through this book In the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that keepeth the law. This is the book of the law. As a matter of fact. Joshua 1a says this book of the law. Shall not depart out of of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe. To do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then you will have what? Good success. Good success. You keep this book. Live by this book. uh, Study this book. Govern your life according to this book. The Bible says in the scripture of Proverbs 29, 18, happy is he, he will have good success. Then uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. I love that phrase right there. In other words, God knows us. He knew us before we were born, before the foundation of the world was laid. God knew who you were. When you would come into this world, your birthplace, the country you would be in, the city you would be in, the parents you'd be born to, he says, I know the plans I have for you. And since God knows you and God knows the plan he has for you, then it behooves all of us to what? Check in with God, declares the Lord. Plans, here's what God wants to do to you, all of us, plans to prosper you. You know, sometimes people think God is some kind of big killjoy in, in the sky, but God says, you know what, I know who you are, I have a plan for your life, and my goal for you, according to the plans that I have, is to prosper you, I don't want to harm you, and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the midst of a hopeless society. We have folk committing suicide, folk on, at wit's end, folk in depression. But Jesus says, I, I, I've come to give you hope, says the word, and a future. Yeah. And you're talking about a bright future. You're talking about a future uh, this year, the likes of which you've never seen. If you walk with God and listen to him and let him have his way in your life, you will have a year like no other year in all of your lives. How many of you want to have the best year ever? How many of you want to see God do something extraordinary, supernaturally, and not just a mediocre humdrum life? You don't want to be a badly so-so saint, a badly make-it-by saint. You want to be a saint who's flying like an eagle and not wallowing down with the turkeys. You see, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. A vision is an unveiling of God's plan for your life as you seek him through the word of God, as you seek him through prayer, talking to God and him talking to you, and communion. God will unfold uh, his plan for your life as you seek him through the word of God, As you seek him in prayer, talking to him and communion, fellowship and intimacy with him. Only those who live holy, say holy, Holy. say a little bit louder. Only those who live holy before the Lord, only those who seek to hear the voice of God, only those who cry to God for direction and acknowledge him in everything will be guided by the Lord into his perfect will for your life. In other words, you can't live any kind of way, behave any kind of way. You can't act a fool on earth, misrepresent God, and expect to prosper from God. Life has to be lived on his terms and his terms alone. You cannot do what is right in your own eye. You have to do what is right according to what is written in the divine word of God. In other words, only those who live wholly before the Lord, only those who seek to hear his voice. And my friends, the greatest thing you can do in life is to hear the voice of Almighty God. Only those who acknowledge him in everything. Uh, only those who cry out to God. Many of you may have health issues, crying out to God for direction as it relates to your health. Should you take the medicine? Should you not? Should you get a second opinion or uh, career change? Uh, what school I'm going to go to? Who are you going to marry? What car I should buy? Where I should live? On and on and on it goes. If God says, acknowledge me, cry out to me for direction, and I'll take you from that cross road right into the very center of my perfect will. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Are y'all hanging with me? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Listen, human wisdom is insufficient in and of itself. Intellectual wisdom is insufficient in and of itself. You need the wisdom from God. Uh, In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Say acknowledge him. You acknowledge him in your parenting of your children and grandparenting of your children. You acknowledge him in the decisions you got to make. Every day you're making decisions, big decisions, small decisions. You acknowledge God, acknowledge God. God, do you want me to buy this? Where do you want me to take a vacation? Who do you want me to marry? Where do you want me to live? What church you want me to join? On and on it goes. And he says, if you check in with me, ask me, I know who you are. I know where you are headed and I can get you there. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. God has a path, a plan for your life, and he wants you to flow right into it so that you can operate in this life to the maximum of your potential to the glory of Almighty God. This week, you need to sit before the Lord and ask God To give you a vision or a plan for your life in preparation for the year, the balance of this year. This year is still young. This is still January. The last day of January. Year is still early. And God wants you to make the most of this year. God don't want you committing the same mistakes and sins and that you did last year. He he brought you into this year to do more for him and not less. So with that being said, this year, you need to sit before the Lord and ask him to give you a vision or a plan for your life as you prepare for the year ahead. You're not too young, nor are you too old to have a fresh vision from God. You who are teenagers out there, God has a plan for your life, and he wants you to flow into the vision and the plan that he has for your life. And you'll find yourself advancing far sooner if you just walk with the Lord and not with this world system that wants to just wipe you out. And those of you who are seniors, maybe you're in your your 60s, 70s, 80s, listen, you are not too young to have a fresh vision from God. You know how old Moses was when God called him? He was what? 80 years old. 80 years old. Most folk been in retirement, and God says, "Go, I want you to go down into Egypt and let my people go. You Do you know how old Caleb was when he said, give me this mountain? He was 85 years old. And so you see right there that, listen, it's not about your age. As long as you have breath in your body, God has a purpose for your life, a plan for your life, and he wants you to be just as vibrant and just as focused and just as full of zeal and vitality for him at the age of 70, 80, or 90. As the young people, he's calling to be in their teens as well as in their 20s. So if your vision is going to become a reality, you must first get rid of the things That are vision killers. You know, there's some things that, that will kill the plan that God has for you. And they're called vision killers. I mean, you want to get off of ground zero and you want to soar like an eagle. It's not going to happen until some things are put to death in your life. And let me give you a few of the vision killers. I'm not going to finish today. I'm not going to try. The older I get, the slower I preach because God wants to uproot a lot of junk that's in you out of you. All right. And so the message is designed to purge you so that you can be all that God is calling you to be for such a time as this. What are some of the vision killers that can hinder you from doing what God will call you to do? Uh, First of all, a small mindset. Say small mindset. mindset. This will surely limit your potential, uh, God's potential for your life. A small, you know, some people just think too small. Think too small. It is impossible to accomplish great things with a small mindset. Young folk, you're too young to be thinking too small. And some of you who are older, you're too old at this point in your life to have such a small vision for your life. God is so much bigger than some people's perspective of him. Did you get that? God is so much bigger than people's perspective of him. Now, as you rest in God's word, read the word of God, and as God God will begin to give you a vision, birth a vision, and then he will, as you allow the vision to be integrated with the word of God, as led by the spirit of God, your potential for God is, is unknown where you can go for him. But you got to get rid of the small mindset. You can't make God any bigger than he already is. God is a big God. I How many y'all know God is a big God? Have y'all come to the conclusion by now that God's a big God? He's so wide you can't get around him. Uh, He's so deep, you can't go under him. He's so high, you can't go over him. got so much depth, you can't go through him. He's a vast, big God. You know, you can't make God any bigger than he already is. But what's wrong is that your perspective of God is so small and you operate at a tiny portion of what God has in store for you. Another vision killer is laziness. Say laziness. Listen. Young folk, middle-aged folk, seasoned folk, if you're going to make the most of your life and most of your year, you gotta get up on time. Nobody's, listen young folk, when you go to college, nobody's gonna call you and tell you to get up. And if if you can't get up now, you're not gonna get up then. The world will pass you by pass you by. You got to learn to get up, get with the program and realize if you're going to be successful, you cannot, you can ill afford to be lazy. You got to get up on time. You got to work hard. Say work hard. Now God can give you a plan, but if you don't work the plan, the vision does not become a reality. God gave uh, my wife and I vision and we are in the vision that we are ministering in right now. But you know what? People see where we are But And they say, oh, God's been good to you. Yes, he's been good to you. But with God being good to us, we work hard. We work very hard. Matter of fact, we need to learn how to rest more. I mean, you you don't become successful without hard work. Somebody's going to win that Super Bowl in another week. They didn't get to that Super Bowl by not practicing. They had to do all kind of, and even off season, they do training. They're preparing before the season even starts. You know, they have a they'd they have a desire to, to win the big game, but it's hard work to get to that get, get to the Super Bowl. And so so it is. You do not advance your life to the glory of God without some good old rolling up your sleeve and getting down in the nitty-gritty of hard work. Hard work. Stop waiting for folk to give you stuff. And sometimes you have this some people have this entitlement attitude. Like I, I, somebody owe you. No, no, I love what uh, Kennedy said years ago, ask not what your country can do for you, but what? But what you can do for your country. Ask not what God can do for you, you need to be asking, what can you do for God? What can you do for God? Nobody's going to hand you something on a silver platter. Nobody owe you nothing. You don't have a sense of entitlement when you come before God. Get up on time, work hard, stop hitting the snooze button, get yourself up, lay your clothes out, organize your life, and stop looking for keys and wallets. Put that stuff in a designated area. You're losing time. The best management is self-management. Say self-management. Amen. Say it a little bit out louder. Now if you can't manage yourself, you can't manage it. you can't manage anybody else. Go sit down somewhere. You gotta manage, won't y'all say amen? self-management. You got to manage yourself. You got to manage yourself. You got to discipline yourself. Discipline is doing it when you don't want to do it. Discipline is doing it when you're tired. Study a little bit longer when you want to close up that book, but you want to make that grade so you burn some midnight oil. It's staying up it's it's discipline it is discipline so you got to work hard you got to be relentless in pursuit of your vision listen folk if you aim at nothing you'll hit it every time some folk hit nothing every year 1982 nothing 2002 nothing 2010 still nothing nothing from nothing equals you see, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. God has a marvelous plan for your life and desires to fulfill his plan through you as you yield your life to him and stay with the book. I, I keep referencing this book. I keep referencing this book because this book is the divine compass. It is the road map to heaven. It is the book of life. It is the bread of life. It, it, it gives guidance. It, it heals It it, it rebukes, it's straight out, it cuts. It makes you what God is calling you to be. Another vision killer is negativity. Say negativity. Negativity Negativity keeps you on ground level, at ground zero, makes you miserable and makes everyone else around you absolutely miserable. And that's why some folk can't, can't fulfill God's plan for their life. They are so negative. Instead of seeing the glass half empty, you ought to see it half full. You see, it's all about perspective. I mean, just negative. I mean, you need to, uh, husbands, you need to not be negative with your wives, and wives shouldn't be negative with the husband. And then y'all not be negative to the children. You know, if, even if she, uh, your wife, didn't burn something, you say, honey, you di- I really appreciate the effort of trying to cook instead of saying you burn it again. You know? <laughs> and besides, why don't you cook? You, 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 could, you get a cookbook. They got cookbooks. Just go by the recipe. You know? Your, your child makes C's, and, and, and you know they can do better. Now, now Johnny, I, you made C's, and I know you, you, you can do better than this, but I thank God you didn't make D's and else. It could have been worse, and, uh, and we, want, we want to see God do, get the best out of you. And so we're going to work with you so you can reach your God-given potential because you are a, you know, I tell my children, you are a draper. Whatever your child is, call them by their name. You are a William. You are a Smith. You are a whatever. And listen, you're going to have to stand up for our name. You're not going to mess up our name around here. Amen. <laughs> and you can speak. That's right. Give them high expectations. Set the bar in your children's life and set it Uh, uh, high. Expect your children to be something. Never Never tell your child you ain't about nothing. Don't speak that into their lives. Speak blessing into their lives. Encouragement into their life. Hope into life. The world's gonna beat them down enough. They don't need you tearing them down. Your home ought to be a place of a refuge where they can be healed and salved and put some balm on them to get them back out there to deal with the struggles and issues in their own world. Negativity can kill dreams. I, I can't, I can't. Another one, we didn't say this one this morning. I'm going to have to go back and re-preach some of this next week. Uh, whatever, next week. Another one is tradition. Say tradition. tradition. See, God gave me some more uh, during the Sunday school hour. Uh, and so y'all, I don't know, so y'all need it worse than the 8 o'clock. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> it came on the surface. Say Tradition. It is to be locked into a certain mode of operation, which hinders one from thinking outside of the box. Having the thought that we have always done it this way, uh, 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 having having the thought that we've always done it this way, which leaves no room for God to do a new thing with you. You know, tradition, putting yourself in a certain mode locks you in and keeps you from reaching your God-given potential. You know, it's amazing how the world and the business world, they are always updating and upgrading and things are getting better and better. But you come into the context of the church, many people want to keep the same mindset of how it used to be a long time ago. Now, how we do things may change, but the word of God never changes. God says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But how we do things change. Won't you say amen? You're not still going to no outhouse. That's right. That's right. You, you, well, you're not still doing that. You're not, you're not going next door to use a telephone like you used to do. And, and you're, not, you're not doing all those things. Things change in time. And tradition can lock you in simply because you won't want to get outside of the box. Because, why? Because you're so comfortable until uh, you don't want to even try a new thing. Uh, e, impatience. Say impatience. Be patient with God, yourself, and others. Whatever you want to be in life, whatever is God calling you to be, realize you're not going to be that in three weeks. It takes time. There's a process. I told the first service this morning, uh, if you graduate it takes you 20 years to get a bachelor's degree, well, they're not going to ask you, did it take you 20 years? All they're going to know is, do you have the degree? Now, if you're 25 years old and still in high school, that's a problem. That's a real problem. But but if it take you twenty five years, uh, if it take you five years, just get a degree. Then anyone anyway, say how long did it take you? The point is you got it, you got it. And so uh, be patient with God. God is in no hurry as He works on you. Matter of fact, if you hurry, God He may leave you in a mess. You know a lot of so you have, you have to let God take His time in performing spiritual surgery on you uprooting all of that stuff that hinders you from raising the spiritual bar in your life. So be patient with God. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with others. Never give up. Never refuse to quit. It doesn't matter what field you go into, who, with whom you work, whatever church you go to, whatever college, there's going to be some crazy employees, there's going to be some challenging members of the church, There are going to be some challenging children in the house, parents, whatever. There will be struggles, but you can succeed against the odds if you keep your eyes on Jesus and realize that with him, all things are possible. You got to be patient. Expect obstacles and hurdles. You see, success does not come without sacrifice. A lot of folks see what people are, but they don't see the sacrifice they took to get them where they are. And sometimes you see people at the height of their, or the pinnacle of their success, but you didn't see them when they were scrubbing floors, uh, working at Wendy's or Burger King or something, trying to get through, and the struggles and discipline. And listen, stop blaming your environment of being Uh, well I came up in a single parent home or I'm black or I'm whatever listen that day is gone too there are great folk who have come up out of single parent home as a matter of fact some of these single parents are doing better than the two parent houses that's right this day I'm talking about somebody holding me, me back that's over you holding you back okay you holding you back so, be patient. I love what 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9 says. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9 says, we are hard pressed. Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Yet not crushed. Don't be so easily crushed. Don't, you, know, you can't carry your feelings on your shoulder and expect to fulfill the vision that God has for your life. You're going to have to have tough hide and a tender heart. Don't be so easily crushed. Don't be a crybaby. Uh-huh. We are perplexed but not in despair. Don't fall to pieces because things happen to, happen to be not going your way. Don't fall to pieces.
1: Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in Him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church.